The race for QB1 is on. We've watched the tape. Who do we believe is QB1 in the summer of 2023? We'll discuss and rank them next on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Let's get locked in. Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout over with the Draft Network and your favorite and local running back guru. And thank you all for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every single day monday through friday we appreciate y'all but as always the champions here with me mr lsu my guy keith sanchez you can find and follow him on twitter at the talent code keith talk to him baby what's up locked on family this is keith sanchez senior draft analyst with the draft network man in 2019 national champ with those lsu tigers but dp LSU Tigers, baby, we won the Men's College World Series, so we're champions once again. Yeah, so that's Joe Burrow said kiss the ring. That's Andrew Reese said kiss the ring. That's that, that's Trey Morgan said kiss, kiss the ring, man. So, you know, there's a whole lot of championship things going over there at LSU. I see that's that. why you got the LSU shirt on. Yeah, you, you see why. Okay. You have your Clemson, okay. yeah, Clemson hat on, but DP, I think once again, I can, you know, trash talk a little bit and, and say that LSU is the real Death Valley, man. We the real Death Valley. Oh, uh, we see. hold it down over here. Here man, we go. Man. Here we go. <laughs> but, man, l- listen, man, you know why we're here, man. Myself, Damian Parsons, we're here to bring you championship-level content surrounding the NFL draft, man. Like we said, man, that's prospects. That's philosophy. That's roster management. That's depth charts, man. And guess what? We kicking this thing off. It's officially time to turn the page to this 2024 NFL draft class. And we're going to start this thing off with the top, right? The cream of the crop, the headliners. And you know what that is? That's quarterbacks, DP. We have Caleb Williams on deck. We have Drake May on deck. And then we're going to talk about who is QB1 from our perspective because we got the opportunity to watch both of these guys and talk about them in depth. So, man, let's get this 2024 NFL draft class kicked off in June. Nobody else doing it how we doing. DP, let's go. Caleb Williams, or do you want me to go? You want me to kick it yeah, off? How you, do you want to I'm gonna let, I want you to go because you did the first deep dive. You did the full scouting report on him. What were your biggest takeaways with him, positive and negative? I'll tell you this, man. Whether it was positive or negative, it was entertaining. I tell you, that's the one thing. It's entertaining. He does not fail to put on a show as a quarterback, right? So, listen, I, I for for the listeners who haven't gotten to, you know, dive all the way into Caleb Williams, but if you have experience watching, you know, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, um, and I'm, am I missing an Oklahoma quarterback? I feel like that's the uh, two. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. If you had an opportunity to watch that Lincoln-Riley offense and watch those quarterbacks operate, right, I, you're, you're going to see a lot of the same things with Caleb Williams and it, it, the, the good. Let's talk about the good, right? The good is this, DP, that, that the arm strength, oh, man, it's special, right? Like that the guy had, like when they talk about just a rocket launcher, it's not just, I hate to say just a rocket launcher, right? Because it's like, oh, he can throw the ball 60, 70 yards down the field. That thing has velocity on it, right? Like he when, when he when he decides to plant his feet and let it rip, um, he can fit it in any tight window, man. He, he, he has the opportunity uh, with his arm strength to also 
change trajectories on the football. He can take some of it off a little bit to me. And in my opinion, I thought he can fit it in tight, condensed windows. Um, and then the, the, the just, just, I thought the arm talent was I almost understated sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I, going into it, I thought he was a good quarterback as far as arm strength, but I, I think it's, I don't want to say elite level, but I, I will put it up there with some of the better quarterbacks, the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Where, where would it, real quick, where would you think it, in your opinion, where would it land on like with the Will Levis and, and, and Anthony Richardson of last year? Is he on that same plateau or are those guys a little bit ahead of him? Yeah, so it's it's tough, right? Because I I think so from a velocity perspective. That's why I say I, I think is is different because Anthony Richardson is is a push the ball eighty yards down the field, and that's just natural strength, right? Like that's just how strong you are. I think Caleb Williams, in my opinion, DP, it's the velocity behind it, right? Like that thing has high RPMs, and I'm sorry if you know if I'm getting into my pitching thing with my baseball references <laughs> because I've been watching those Tigers in the College World Series, man. But it, it it's like that, right? Like it, it's it's velocity, it's RPMs. That thing gets there quickly when he decides to let it rip. So I, it, there's a difference, DP. And and if you had to ask me who throws the football the furthest, I would still put it on Anthony Richardson. Um, but velocity, sticking it in windows. I think if Caleb plants his feet and just lets it rip, I don't think there'll be much difference. Um, in the NFL, I'm not sure if you're going to see he has the strongest arm. Are we talking about Justin Herbert and? Josh Allen, but I would put it right under there, right? Because I, I think, like, let's say somebody, maybe like Aaron Rodgers, right, to where we we know that Aaron Rodgers has a really good arm. We just never considered him to have the strongest arm in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? And I think he's I think he's on that tier of arm strength and arm talent. But the, the other element of his game, DP, that I want to talk about is the running game. Uh, I, I, I wrote in my report over at the draft network. Y'all can go check it out. I thought he was an underrated runner. I thought he was closer to a dual threat quarterback than what people um, give him credit for. I think he was a good athlete. You've seen him rip off runs, I guess, I think against Tulane. Um, Utah. Man, yeah, Utah. Like He had a couple like just big-time runs. Now, is he this Lamar Jackson or is the acceleration as Kyler Murray-ish? No, but – it's it's up there you know what i'm saying like it's 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 i think it's jalen hurts at least and they're built a little different but i yeah. think he's that caliber athlete at least so he he's somebody that can hurt you with your legs with his legs to people but I, I that's how i feel about him on um, watching his arm and you know there are things that he has to improve on right when we watch him um we talked about this link and right offense he's gonna hold on to the football that's why i say even the bad players are entertaining he's gonna make three defenders miss he's gonna run back 30 yards off script is exactly where he wants to live at. Um, but you you have to understand sometimes to just take your losses. It's kind of like with a running back, right? We see those running backs cut back and forth mm-hmm. five, six times, and you're like, you know what? Just get to the ground. Let's call it over, right? And, and right. sometimes we see that with Caleb Williams, and sometimes with his arm strength, is it's like what they said about Brett Favre, right? He he trusts too much. He think he can throw it do, through a defender sometimes. Like, yeah, he sees you sitting right there, but he can throw it through you. So, um, Caleb Williams, man, extremely talented. I really like what I seen. Were there question marks and rooms for improvement? Yes, but I think the total body of the prospect you're getting, um, there's a lot to work with that, and it's a lot of fun. No, I, I agree with you. He he, he is the most entertaining quarterback in this class by far. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and everything he has, like, you know, like I said, people invoke the name Patrick Mahomes and, and I get it. Like I, I see the flashes. I see, I see the similarities, but I continue to go back to, to Kyler Murray. I think he's a bigger 
you know, a bigger version of Kyler Murray. Just Kyler Murray, I think, like you talked about athleticism-wise, Kyler Murray, I think they said Kyler Murray actually beat Marquise Brown uh, or could beat Marquise Brown in the 40-yard dash coming out of, right. out, of, out of Oklahoma. His speed is a little different, you know what I mean? But, like, the arm talent, the natural throwing motion, he, Caleb got – he has it all physically, right? And, and, and the, his best plays to me are outside of structure where he could truly put pressure on defenses – because his ability to evade free runners, make you pay, right? And that's what that's what's so scary for defense because it's like, I'll, okay, I will bring Mahomes into this in this situation. You don't blitz Mahomes because of his out, his out of structure ability, right? Because right. if he, he can make guys miss, and if you make that first guy miss and everybody else is blocked, right? Because that's what blitzers do. They want to free up at least one guy to be a free runner. If your free runner doesn't get home, you're cooked. Like, that's just what it is with Mahomes. It's the same thing with Caleb, where you're cooked either because he's going to throw the ball 50 yards on the field off script, or he's going to run the ball for 25 off script. Either way, it's a big explosive play. So, like, his best plays are, to me, are out of structure, but he has the the tools and everything else to be a truck. You know, when we talk about trucks and trailers in terms of scouting, those quarterbacks that you can put everything, you know what I'm saying, that you can crank the car, crank, crank the truck up, and put the whole load on his back and, 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 and close it and let him carry the load. Then you got those other, you know, I think you you did a great job. I think when we talked about it, you said there's trucks, trails, and then there's the hitches. So you got some quarterbacks that's just a hitch. You got a truck, which may be the the, the head coach. The team is 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 the, the trailer. He just hitches everything together. And then you got right. the trailers. But Caleb Williams, to me, is he has everything you want in a truck. This is a talented kid and, and a young man that when when team when I heard I don't use generational I don't ever use that darn term I hate it so it's like I'm not gonna use it here either but for those who feel the need to use it I can understand why they use it for Caleb because he's immensely talented. Yeah, I, I agree, and there there are things that Caleb Williams needs to improve on. Like I said, because he is a risk taker, he is a gambler. He he can turn a negative play into a horrible play, right? Just because right. he takes those risks, so you want to you want to see him minimize that. But I, I, it, it's going to be fun. What, what you about to say? I want to say to your point. If you go back to the Pac-12 championship game, I know he was a little dinged up after that big run. Utah started cage rushing him, or, or what we mm-hmm. call him the must. Uh, must rush him. Like they was they were slow rushing him and they weren't giving him any outlets. Now, granted, he still made some insane plays, you know what I mean? Even being hobbled, but you could tell once they contained him and made him play from the pocket within structure and on time and on rhythm, he struggled. And I think that's where you want to see that that elevation for him this season is to play more on schedule and more yeah. on time. Yeah, just just take what's there. Take take the play design and take what's there. So as, as of now, DP, I have them somewhere in between. Like the, those are the three names you're going to invoke, right? You're going to invoke Kyler Murray. You're going to invoke Patrick Mahomes, and then if you can envision a souped up Russell Wilson, right? Because I, I I I like that kind of com- you know kind of comparison, also, man. But DP, that's just one half of it, right? We still have to talk about Drake May, man, because this this is the contender, right? Drake May is the guy that's supposed to say, hey, we're going to knock. Caleb Williams off the pedestal. We've already seen in mock drafts. We went on mock drafts on here. Our guy Ian Cummings had Drake May as QB1 off the board. So I'm excited to get to talk to Drake May, talk about Drake May with you, DP, because I just watched him yesterday for the first time. And I you know, just want to kind of go through the things that I've seen um, with him as a prospect. So coming up next, we're about to get into some Drake May conversation. 
Baseball season is in full swing, and there's no better place to get in on all the action than FanDuel, which is America's number one sports book. Because right now, guys, new customers get a no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars. Let me run that back so you heard so you hear me correctly. I want to make sure you heard me. New customers get a no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars. That's up to one thousand dollars back in bonus bets if your first bet does not win and does not hit. What do you need to do? Just go to fanduel.com slash locked on and join today. Uh, guys, if you are a Braves fan, an Orioles fan, uh, a Rangers fan, an Angels fan, no matter what fa- team you're a fan of, they have something for you. You can bet on your teams and bet against the teams you don't like. So just you don't want to miss this chance, right? The chance to snag a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. Because, guys, FanDuel is the official partner of Major League Baseball. Drake May, the, the contender, out of all, out of everything else, Keith, he is the contender to, to Caleb Williams and the, the, the first thing that you notice is the difference in body types. Drake is a taller, longer, leaner type, yeah, of, type I, of player. I've seen that. He's got that kind of Justin Herbert body before he bulked up, where it's just long arms, long body, everything like that. But I think the, what I remember right down front of the first things I wrote down about him was that he's a multi-speed pitcher. He knows how to throw with velocity when it's necessary, and want to put some air under passes and get it over defenders, whether it's in the middle of the field, down the sideline. He's he's accurate at all three levels as well. Young man that came in to this season, and you just see him play with a lot of calmness for the most part. He you, you don't see him get too high, too low. There'll be moments of some just like antsy movement in the pocket and decision making, but for the most part, you see a, a young man that it kind of had to me. It's the reverse of Caleb of, of Caleb. He's better within structure than he is out. Now he's he's good in stru- outside of structure. He can make plays with his legs because for I think he's listed at six four six five. So like to see him run and showcase that straight line speed that he has, I kind of was kind of caught off guard by it because I wasn't expecting it when I first watched him. I was like, okay, so big fella can he can move a little bit. Like he can actually get you those. Like if you're playing man to man, he can hurt you. With his legs, he can get those first downs and keep the chains moving and different things of that nature. But you see his ability to work in the quick game, uh, get the ball out of his hands quickly, but also attack not not just outside the numbers. He's comfortable between the hashes. Where I think when my issues with him coming at is that I feel like, and this is also the difference between him and Caleb. I feel like Caleb feels the rush better than Drake does. Yeah. Drake at times he'll burp the baby, like he'll sit back there, similar like. Caleb will sit back there and hold it, but Caleb kind of feels like, okay, I got to get out of here. You know what I mean? Drake, he feels it just a second too late, and now he's sacked. You know what I mean? So, so it's I, like those type of things. It's like the big issues. And then uh, like I, I think, like I said, playing outside of structure and like knowing when to bail and when not to bail were some of the biggest issues with Drake made to me. Uh, arm talent is good. He's got a good arm. But it's not it, it's not on the level of Caleb Williams. Yeah, I, so I, I had a lot of questions because DP we can have a little bit of this conversation, right? With Drake May, um, the arm talent perspective of it, right? Like when I watched him last night, I was like, okay, this is good. You know what I'm saying? That's how I felt like, okay, yeah. this is good. Like it, it, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, and I don't think it was an explosive arm, but it also wasn't a weak arm neither. You know what no. I'm saying? I thought it was a good arm. Um, then 
looking at his frame, I, I think there is a, a lot of room for him to grow from a muscular perspective. And I, I, I kind of was looking at it. I'm like, all right, is this Trevor Lawrence type build? Because, you know, Trevor was kind of a, a slimmer profile also. Yeah. And I, I just comparisons that just, you know, I'm, I'm going through. I'm like, OK, is it Trevor Lawrence? All right. Is this guy Philip Rivers? Because, you know, you hear Justin Herbert and Josh Allen. I'm like, no, I, I think that on on the hoof, like just looking at them, I think that both of those guys are bigger than Drake May. Like just yeah. naturally bigger human beings. You know what I'm saying? Like like just bigger profile. They probably have bigger hands. Just they just like they're bigger people um than than what Drake May is. So I, I'm I don't know. I was I was in the the Philip Rivers arena. I was in the the Eli Mannings. I, I don't I'm just you know and, and just yeah. throwing names out there trying to you know Matt Ryan right just trying to you know kind of nail down who this guy is. But I agree with you, DP. I, I liked what I seen with him in structure and i'll say this that you know we're gonna start making excuses for quarterbacks and we had this conversation all last year with will levis uh but with north carolina he he definitely could have used some help you know what i'm saying because yeah. it, it was just simple things like receivers sitting down his own coverage them not being on the same page him giving them a chance to make a play on the ball they're not making a play on the ball so i've seen a lot drops that, yeah drops so i've seen a lot from that perspective too but dp i want to ask you with that being said, one thing I noticed on film too, DP, was when you talked about him feeling the pressure, I also thought that he didn't always step into the pressure neither. Nope. And he threw off his back foot a lot and he just threw the ball up. And then I'm like, okay, that's a little bit of a concern for me because you don't feel it. And when you feel it, it's a half a second too late. And then I think he goes into a panic throw to where it's like, let me just get rid of it, right? And that kind of led to turnovers, inaccuracy, and just it could potentially put the offense in bad situations, right? Because you're talking about throwing the football up. And I think it happened – I watched a couple interceptions. The Notre Dame game, I don't want to peg it just for that because I think him and the wide receiver were on different pages. One of them – maybe it was the Clemson game I watched, and he kind of threw it up. I can't remember if it was the Notre Dame or the Clemson game, but I, I seen that pop up. Um, and I was like, okay, I, I don't, you know, like it, it, it's good. I don't know about this, but I agree with you, DP. I think that he needs, he needs a plan for when stuff breaks down. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's like he's, and I, I don't, and not being extremely critical of Drake, right? But it seems though, like he's so comfortable in the pocket that it's like I don't want to lead this thing. You know what I'm saying? Or like <laughs> I don't have a, a set, like a, he don't have a plan B. You know what I'm saying? My plan A is to go through my progressions and get rid of the football. He needs a plan B. Like he needs to yeah. know what, if this don't work. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to escape the pocket and go to something else. And he has an escapability. That's the crazy yeah, thing. Yeah, like, he, 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 he can do it. No, nah, he, he just doesn't. Do. He doesn't activate it when he needs to. The other thing that I would say he needs to work on too, because he's got a loose arm, so he can throw from different like, angles. Is, is that is that operating with more of a sense of an urgency? Like is that is that yeah. what it could be like like speeding the entire clock up? Like is he too? Yeah. You know, we talk about like like calm, quiet Relax. in the pocket. Yeah. I guess his feet too quiet and too calm. Like, does he need like does he need to wake up a little bit? Or he got he got the tendency to sit back there like he's in Jamaica on the beach. Like he be sitting back there like it's vacation. Like, oh yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm this is good. Like, yeah. it's good until it's not. You know what I mean? Like, so you gotta get up out of there, baby. But I, I think that that is a, a thing where you want to see him just be more urgent uh, and just in the pocket and hit his movements and getting free. But also, like, I want to see him improve just because, like I said, he's got an elastic kind of loose arm where you will see moments where his pump fakes, it's not two hands on the ball. He's just like full rotation, pump fake, full defender, re bring it back down, reset with the same, with just one arm and then and then throw it. 
he's got to get his feet because you talk about him uh, kind of fading away, like a fadeaway jumper. He leans back too much at times when he is pressured, yeah. and then yeah. his feet can get a little sloppy. So that's I think his arm is better than what we've seen on tape. It's but I think where it starts to drop off where it looks like that is because he's not activating or he's not completely having the the from the hips down the proper mechanics to to initiate and activate the full capability of his arm. But he's got, like you said, he's got the good arm. It's not Josh Allen. There's nowhere near those. But them boys are different. You know what I'm saying? Those boys are different. But he's got a really a really good arm to me. But like I said, he's got to work on the mechanical aspect. And then, like I said, just being more urgent and activating his 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 movement skills quicker. Get out of there, man. Get out of that pocket. Make the play. Because but then there's a flip side too. And I think I know Akeem also chalk up to being you being young. He was the first year starter because there's times he bails pockets he shouldn't. I'm like, Drake, where are you going? Like, you had a the pocket was fine, bro. Just when you need to sit back there like it's vacation, you need to get out of there. When you when you get out of there, sometimes you need to sit back there and realize, okay, I am in Jamaica. I'm good. The breeze is it feels good back here. You can dissect uh, a defense. And I would say this, Keith, to close out before we switch over. I think for me, his NFL projection, he's a guy that he reaches that ceiling, he's going to be like, he has the, the the type of game and physical tools to dice defenses up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's yeah, like you get I, him in, you get him in a better off because all, North Carolina offensive line was not good. <laughs> they were not good. You get him a better offensive line and, I mean, you don't have Josh Downs this year, so we're going to see how this thing plays out with the receivers he's going to have this year, but he's got all the tools to be kind of surgical at the next level as he continues to mature age-wise and as a, as a quarterback. Yeah, I agree. And that's why I'm, I'm going to, you know, hold off on my comps. Like I said, the names that were popping in my head were Phillip Rivers and Eli Manning. And, and I, you know, because some names you say it, right, and then people, they associate <laughs> the branding, right, that ran around that player also. But I think from a tool in the skill set, like it's probably very yeah. similar. He's probably more – he's more athletic than Eli, you know, because Eli was yeah. more athletic than what Peyton was. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I'm not, I'm not, don't, don't hold me to that comp yet. But I was just kind of thinking in that ballpark of solid starting quarterbacks, you know what I'm saying? Um, and, and I, and I like him and I'm, I want to see what he does this, this upcoming year, being able to grow the DP. Look, man, we've had the conversation about the top two, right? Now it's time to put, put it on wax, right? Put our name on it, stamp it. Um, after watching these guys from this past year, who do we think is QB one, um, after doing our summer profiling and, and, and is there a potential for this thing to flip on his head to where we we swap places. It's QB one of the 2023 summer. After summer scouting, who's going to be the guy at the top of the mountain while the other guys trying to climb Mount Everest and he's just waving at him? Keith, who who is your QB one right now? I would say that, uh, I was excited to watch Drake. I really was, and I but I, I think, and I, I hate to because I've always said this too, and, and it, it applies to Caleb. That you know, when I say the tools are just that much better with Caleb, they are, but it's not just the tools, like he has production with that, right? Like I always say, right? I always be like, Man, I need to see you do it. I need to see yeah. you do it. You know what I'm saying? And and he's done it, man. He's done it on a high level. And I will say that there is room for improvement. So if I had to go right now, I'm going Caleb first, and then I'm going Drake me, just because I, I think that the, the question becomes this: I think Caleb can do what Drake May does. I don't know if Drake May can make all the same plays that Caleb does. 
Right. And so, you know, when you when you have that type of, you know, when the ceiling is there, but there's also a floor to Caleb Williams. I think if you tell Caleb to play very simplistic, like he can do that. You know what I'm saying? Like he needs to, right? But it, that's just his mental that want to make the big play, but just playing a structure and just hitting those little dingers, those little crossing routes, things like that. He like he has the physical ability to do it. Now, some of the things that Caleb does driving these 20 yard seam routes and these drive routes and man, making those special plays. You can't say that every quarterback can do that. And I just think right. that as at this point, Caleb for me, for what I've seen on tape is, uh, you know, he's just a notch above Drake May right now. Yeah. I'm with you there as well. Like I said, you know, uh, this, this, this is a little flip of the script. Well, not I won't say flip of the script, but I think you finally got to watch Caleb all the way because I knew you were yeah. really excited about Drake, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, probably maybe a, a month and a half ago, like right after the, yeah. um, the draft. The draft. And I know you, you know, you got eyes on Drake and he's like, hold on, we have something here with this. So, I'm, you know, ask you this, like, like what, I guess, because you, you already made a statement that you like Caleb more now. What tipped the scale for you, DP? Because I know you were really high on Drake, right? But it seems that you're like, okay, look, I watched them both. It's Caleb. Like, yeah. Right there. I mean, like you said, the, the arm talent, the the mobility is in Caleb's favor as well. I think he's a better athlete um, in terms of twitchier movements and more explosive out of the pocket. Because there are times where Drake may, because he is so, he's long legged. He's 6'4. Like, he's a tall, they say tall drink of water. That's a tall dude. So it's like, you see him try to, gear up but it's like uh, he needs a little bit you know what i mean to, to get out of the pocket where caleb can plant and caleb can go you know what i mean he's he, not kyler murray but he can get out of there much better than drake can yeah drake you know from a physical perspective and, and this is somebody that's done a lot of college football and a lot of high school athletes coming in as seniors right and, and really just watching high schoolers grow up you know what i'm saying because you start recruiting yeah. them when they freshman in high school and then you get them all the way to the you know to the 21 22 right and when i watched drake like his, his 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 physical profile and i watched his movement i just kept thinking like this guy looks like a senior in high school and that's not a knock i'm just talking about from the physical development that i mean it, it could be a plus right that there's still yeah. so much more there in his frame to be filled out but when i was looking at him i'm like even from an explosive standpoint i'm like there's one more year in the weight room. Like, you know, you talk about like power cleans and hang cleans and, you know, just those explosive things. And, you know, some of this data that they use, like I know a lot of teams use catapult and stuff like that, like just tracking data. Like, I think there's a lot more explosive stuff to pull out of Drake because like you said, when he gets going, you see that this is a good athlete, right? But the, the, the suddenness, you wish that that was there just a little bit more. No, hundred percent. And I, I love how you tied that back in, tied that to recruiting. Like he, he physically, he does not look like, a, like in 2022, because we haven't gotten eyes on him and what he looks like coming out, you know, going into fall camp, you know, in, in next month or so. But he in 2022, he definitely like a high school, like a high school senior who hasn't been in a like been a full time college athlete in terms of the weight room and stuff. So for me, I think, like I said, Caleb just being more physically gifted, things of that nature. Now, I will say this, like, is there to me, is there a path for Drake to make this a real discussion, like an even closer discussion, I do think there's a path for him there, um, mainly correcting and getting consistent with his mechanics so we can see the full velocity and zip. Now, it won't be, it still won't be up to Caleb's level, but just being able to really generate all the RPMs that you actually have, because you see, there's a couple, I can't remember what, th- what game it was, but there's a couple of drive throws where you're like, okay, there it is, Drake. 
But then yeah. you go back to the layup, the, the not layup, but the uh the fadeaway throwing style where he's fading back and on the mm-hmm. and leaning backwards and it's pulling it's pulling uh, velocity from him. Yeah, I think that's where the conversation can go, right? And, and it's almost the same, not really, because Anthony Richardson and Bryce Young was a different conversation, but yeah. Bryce Young went first because it was consistent at this level, right? Like Anthony Richardson has the higher ceiling, but Bryce yeah. Young was the most consistent across the board. And that's why you can see why the Carolina Panthers felt comfortable with taking him number one. I think in order for Drake May to surpass Caleb Williams, DP, I think it has to be the same thing, right? Like he has to be, he has to be more consistent across the board because the physical tools, they probably just won't get there. They can improve, right? Just with mechanics, but he has to just be consistent, but you can't be in order for him to overtake Caleb Williams. I don't think he can be both, right? Like he can't, Right. Lack in physical tools and also be on the same level with Caleb as far as consistencies delivering the football and mechanics. Yeah, I think with this year it's going to be big for him because, like last year, he was the, he did all the heavy lifting last year for 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 North Carolina. You know what I mean? He didn't have the Jordan Addisons and Mario Williams and all those guys. And he definitely don't have that this year. You know we'll what I mean? See, we'll see with uh with Caleb Williams, right? Because Jordan Addison is gone, and that was a that was a big playmaker for him. So now you're left with Brendan Rice. Um, you know, Jerry Rice's son, you have Mario, Mario Williams. Williams, but you know, when we get in a scouting profile, I'll talk about Mario Williams, uh, right. you know, just who he is as a player. But it'll be interesting to see what Caleb Williams does from that end. Now that you think about like, now that you brought it up, DP, because Jordan Addison is gone, so I know they hit the transfer portal for a couple guys, but we'll see how that thing plays out. No, 100%. This, this is a great discussion. Caleb Williams is our consensus QB one of the, the summer of 2023 heading into the season. Drake May is, is just a notch below him right now, but there's a path for him to close to close that gap. But there's going to be another – there's another gap. What's How big is the gap from QB2 to QB3 and QB4 and so forth and so on, guys? So stay tuned for us tomorrow because we're going to get into that uh, and, and talk about these other quarterbacks who are trying to climb that mountain to get close to Drake as Drake is trying to get close to Caleb Williams. So stay tuned tomorrow and tomorrow's show for that, guys. But as always, man, go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts, get the latest episode as soon as it's available. Thank you all for making Locked On NFL Jeff your first listen today and every single day, Monday through Friday. Thank you all for being a family and our every single dayers in terms of Twitter. You can find and follow Keith Sanchez at the talent code me, Damian Parson, DP underscore NFL. Come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network. 